Welcome to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shirtliff. The show is heard on WBCQ The Planet every Monday evening at 7 p.m. and also on Thursday evenings. The times do change on occasions. And But uh, anyway, WBCQ The Planet broadcasts out of Monticello, Maine and Arista County. Uh, it's hosted, or I should say sponsored by Camp Constitution, which, among other things, runs a week-long family camp. And this year's camp is uh, scheduled to start on Sunday, July 19th, and end on Friday morning, the 24th of July. And you can learn more about our wonderful camp on our website, campconstitution.net. And yes, we have every intention of running a camp, and the people will not be running around in masks. We tell folks, if you're that worried about contracting the Communist Chinese Party virus, then you should stay home. If you have a pre-existing condition, you know, again, you're welcome to wear your mask, but it's not required. And if you're really that concerned about it, you probably should just stay home. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> we have a great lineup of instructors, as we do every year, including uh, Lord Christopher Monckton, Alex Newman, John McManus, Reverend Stevie Kraft, Professor Willie Soon, Catherine White, his, uh, and Pastor Garrett Lear. And we do have room available, and we also have tuition assistance available. And maybe you can't attend too far away, don't have the funds, or you have other things going on. Why not support a family or a camper? You can make a donation through our PayPal account, access through our website's homepage. Now, Lots and lots of things have been happening around the country and around the world in the wake of the riots and the killing of George Floyd. Now, I live in Boston, and our mayor is a typical far-left, so-called progressive. He wasn't always that way. He one time was a sort of a moderate Democrat, and there were, there were a lot of these moderate, even conservative Democrats that may have supported some legislation that was uh, over the top, but, but overall, they weren't nuts. They weren't insane. They did, you know, they, they did have patriotic sentiments. You know, they would fly the flag, they'd wear a flag lapel, and they uh, would defend our history, but not anymore. That's gone out the window in the last, oh, I don't know, maybe the last decade. They completely embraced the, uh, the militant homosexual agenda. They embraced Agenda 21. They embrace uh, anything that Chinese, the Chinese communists are doing. They're in bed. Many of them are either in bed or afraid to speak out against the Chinese communists and what they're doing in the cities and um, in the in the states around the United States. So that's where we are, and it's it's a dangerous thing when you have people like that in positions of authority. It's bad enough when you have them teaching our children uh, at the government-controlled schools the state universities where they have these crazy crackpot professors. But these are now these folks are now running our big cities and governors of many of our states. And as the Bible says, when I can't remember the exact verse, but it talks about um I think it's in Proverbs, but it talks about when the evil people are in power, the 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 people groan. And that's what happens. And I can't believe that most People like this. They think it's a good thing. Now, <clears throat> in Boston, there were riots. Uh, So-called demonstrators destroyed storefronts in downtown Boston in the Back Bay, which is sort of an exclusive area, very expensive shops. 
most of these shops, folks, are owned by liberals, by leftists. They're not owned by Trump supporters. They all happy to fly rainbow flags in front of their businesses and are inclusive and we know it's baloney, but that's what they do. But they're all leftists. You would think they would demand something. So I tell you what I did. I'm getting sick and tired of these uh, these white liberals and leftists telling us how sorry they are for being white. Uh, so I started a, a Facebook page entitled uh, Self-Loathing White People. And I did this uh, sort of somewhat as a mockery, but also with some seriousness. Why are people apologizing? Are they that cowardly? Do they know nothing about their history? The United States is a a great country. It's the greatest country in the history of mankind with all its flaws. I don't see people lining up, sneaking in to get into North Korea, a communist China, or unless they're smuggling Bibles, or Mexico, or most of these European countries. Of course, the Muslims are coming in because they want to colonize and destroy it. But they're not going there because life is generally better. They're coming here, Haitians risking their lives to get on a boat, on these leaky boats to come here. Cubans doing the same thing. You think these Haitians, they get, oh, we're going to a white racist country where whites have just oppressed black people for 400 years. And every white person, the minute they wake up, they don't think about using the bathroom or brushing their teeth. They think about how are we going to hurt and exploit black people today. The United States is one of the least racist countries in the world. If you want to look at racist countries, go to, go to China, go to India. In fact, there was a survey taken, and I wish I had the reference. It was a black gentleman on YouTube, and uh, you can probably find it. Uh, Somebody just do a search on a racist survey around the world. And they determined uh, that India is the most racist country in the world, and the English-speaking countries tend to be the least racist countries. And that includes New Zealand, Australia, England itself, and the United, or Great Britain, and the United States, and Canada. But nevertheless, we have this terrible, terrible thing about racism. And the, Boston's Marty Walsh, this is how crazy he is. Uh, you would think that the Boston Police Department somehow was involved with the killing of George Floyd. You think that they, they came out there to rally around the, uh, the cop who uh, beat up and, and, and killed uh, George Floyd. The way he talks about systemic racism, the police chief is black. The police, the, the police department hasn't had a, a, a blemish against them in a number of years. Uh, the crime rate's the lowest in 20 years. That's not going to happen anymore now. So Walsh decides that Boston has a systemic racist problem. One of the most liberal cities in the country is a racist problem. Your city council is a, one of the most diverse, in quotation marks, not, not the, uh, I should say, not politically diverse. They're all leftists. But you have blacks, Hispanics, mostly blacks and Hispanics on the city council. And the city's still predominantly white. I think the po- population is white population is over 60 percent, maybe 55 percent. So what gives? Why is this such a terrible place? Why is racism systemic in Boston? And, of course, Walsh didn't come up with this. Somebody, somebody suggested he do this or told him, most likely told him to do it. But he declared racism a health emergency and, and, and declared a health emergency uh, in the city. So racism is somehow just in the air all over the city of Boston. And, all, of course, all of the liberals are, oh, what a wonderful thing. And now they want to take down the statue of Abraham Lincoln. That's how bad things are. Boston has a very rich history, cradle of liberty, or at least it was, not anymore. It's a cradle of tyranny now. 
they uh, they defaced a statue, not defaced, they destroyed a, Abraham, um, a statue of Christopher Columbus, which, by the way, was placed there in 1979. It wasn't placed there, uh, you know, 100 years ago in Boston's North End. And the Antifa mobs and goons, they, they cut the head off, and Walsh was so happy that we're going to put it in storage, and uh, we're going to have a discussion about, about Christopher Columbus. No, there's no discussion. The left says that he's a monster, an evil white man, so they won't, unless there's enough uh, people of courage to step up and say, you know, we're not going to allow you to destroy history. Uh, Christopher Columbus, I interviewed Stephen Baez uh, uh, last year. You can find it on Podomatic and our YouTube channel. Uh, the name of the uh, was the, uh, History's Greatest Libels. And Abraham Lincoln wasn't a genocidal maniac. In fact, it would have been impossible for him to do what he's accused of doing, even if he wanted to do it. He came here. He came. His goal was to find a passage westward uh, because the Muslim world had conquered Constantinople and it was difficult to, to go east. So, and his goal was to go to China, witness the gospel, convert this, the country to Christianity, and, uh, and then, uh, and then uh, 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 go to the Middle East and to the Holy Lands and get the Muslims out of Jerusalem. That was his goal. And he got, he got to Hispanola in, in uh, 1492, as most people know. And he was kind to the natives. He, was, um, he wanted them to convert them to Christianity. He did war with the, some of them. In fact, some of them, uh, the, the, um, the Caribs, who were cannibals and sodomites. That's, it, was, it was a horrible tribe. And they had, they had uh, warred against the other tribes in the, in, in the region. And he allied himself with these Native Americans, and they were able to subdue the Caribs. And yes, some of them were put into, a few of them were, were captives. They mostly were captives. They weren't considered slaves. And some of them were sent to Spain, not too many, and they were released. And, uh, but, but today, you would think he was some kind of genocidal maniac. It's totally untrue. But people want to, they want to believe what they want to believe. And if you're a self-loathing white, you only want to believe the negative parts of history. You want to believe all the great things all the wonderful things that we've done. And yes, there has been injustices. There's been racism in this country. Everybody knows that. But we've done more probably than any other people in the history of mankind. We fought a civil war, a war between the states. And by the way, I also don't, I don't fear the Confederate battle flag. And I don't think that everybody who flies it is a screaming racist. In fact, most of them are not. It's more as a defiance against an uh, out-of-reach federal government than it is racist. And yes, racists may fly it, but racists also fly other flags, the U.S. flag. And of course, they probably want to ban that too. And they won't stop at statues of Columbus or Confederate monuments or uh, anything else. They, will, they won't stop until they completely erase our history. And that is their goal. And we, stop, we need to stop giving in to these thugs these thugs that are pro pro uh, promoted by corporate America. We need to say, corporate America, hands off our country. You've become very wealthy because of the free market system, and you've taken that system and you've turned it into a socialist system, and you're going to destroy it. And you don't have to be self-loathing. If you really hate yourself that much, I tell you what, you can give your home, you can resign your position, give it to a person of color, you can sell all your property, all your, your vacation homes and your yachts, and give it to black people if you feel, or Hispanics, if you feel that guilty. If not, shut up, provide a good in service, 
you want to make it private donations to your favorite cause, go ahead and do it. But stop pontificating. I shouldn't even use that word. Stop trying to blame America for everything, all the evils of the world. Personally, I think all of you are cowards. I don't really think you believe it, what you, what you say. Uh, <clears throat> now, we had, a, we had an incredible um, event just the other day in um, Massachusetts. It was the 7th Annual Second Amendment Flag Day Rally. And nobody, I think I should say nobody, there were only two people that wore masks during the event. Uh, we had Pastor Chris Casey of the uh, Adams Square Baptist Church from, in Worcester, Massachusetts. He led off the program, and he gave a wonderful testimony what happened to his church. He was one of the few pastors that had the courage to stay open in Massachusetts. Now, we're talking about a small church. It's, the church has been there about 150 years. Uh, he's been a pastor for the last several years, and he would not close. And because of that, he faced arrest, and he was fined for opening the church, even though he took all the safeguards, all the social distancing and the face mask and all that sanitizing and all that sort of thing. Um, he also received a barrage of death threats, people calling up, hoping that they all die of the virus. You would think if you're a leftist, you would welcome Baptist churches who are Bible-believing that they would stay open and their parishioners would all die. You would think they would want that. Why, why would you? threaten him open up guy help everyone dies because i hate christians and i hate baptists especially because they believe in the bible so should all die who cares open up but that's not what happened they threatened him one of the threats included uh, we are going to gut your children his little children in the backyard well instead of giving in to the cowardly threat uh he stayed open he soul searched he prayed and when people got wind of what he was doing a hedge of protection, not just a divine hedge, but also a physical hedge. People came around the region and offered his, their bodyguard, armed people offered their bodyguard services. Even a few of the Worcester police, and Worcester is another leftist city, of course, uh, as most of the big, uh, it's not a big city, it's kind of a dump. It's made some, some come back, but it'll probably, all, all of the positive gains the city has made will probably be destroyed thanks to the cowards that run the, the city and the state. But anyway, um, a number of people who were there and who weren't Christians, that were patriots, have come to the Lord. And his church has doubled in size and will continue to do so because he took the right, he took a stand. So it was great. Uh, our own Reverend Stevie Kraft, who has been a guest host for, with me a number, number of uh, shows, he gave a very powerful um, message. And he, he, he very interesting. He said, when the black, when people who belong to the organization Black Lives Matter, when they say Black Lives Matter, they're not talking about black people specifically. If they did, then they would speak out against the the black policemen who are gunned down by uh, by thugs. They would speak out against black on black crime. They would speak out against the abort, the Planned Parenthood, and the abortionists that target inner cities. And uh, the fact that half of the abortions by black uh, women, half, half of the pregnancies of black women end in abortions. In fact, it's come to my attention that Black Lives Matter supported Kermit Gosnell, the black abortionist who's now sitting in a, in a prison because uh, of he would kill black babies after they were born. And Kermit Gosnell, we interviewed um, uh, a few people on the subject and we sponsored some showings of the video 
uh, the Gosnell, America's greatest, uh, biggest mass murder or serial killer. Gosnell, his filthy, disgusting abortion mill, it was, it was just, if you saw the movie, the movie couldn't do how filthy, justice, how filthy the place was. But he had a special place for white women. White women, the, the office, were the, the place where white men got abortions was nice and clean and antiseptic. But the blacks and Hispanics, they got the filthy, the filthy rooms and unsanitary conditions. Uh, so he was a racist. He made millions of dollars killing people, killing, he killed white people. He had no trouble killing white babies, but he, he seemed to have a special delight in killing black babies and Hispanic babies. And Black Lives Matter backed him. So Black Lives Matter is nothing, they're, doing, they're nothing more than the militant arm of the Democrat Party, and Antifa too. And uh, we, if you look at George Soros, he gave, 30, over the, since the, the thing existed, $30 million. Soros is promoting and backing terrorists, just like the Secret Six uh, gave uh, Don Brown back in the 1850s. There's a group called the Secret Six. They were mostly Boston area leftist Unitarians, uh, including Theodore Parker, his church. Theodore Parker's church, the Unitarian church, is just a short distance from my, my house here. And they honor him with a big statue uh, in front of the place. Uh, Oh, so it's it's very interesting, and um, that this is nothing nothing new. But these people have been enabling terrorists um, for many for generations, and a lot of people fall for it. Um, I think that this is going to backfire on them. I think that uh, most people, even people, so a lot of people are afraid to say anything, but I don't think most people like burning flags, American flags, and destroying statues. They may not agree with the statues, but I don't think they really want to see a statue destroyed. And I'm hoping that this will totally backfire. Anyway, getting back to this, uh, this uh, Second Amendment rally, um, it was nice to see people, black people, Hispanic people, white people get together without, without masks, enjoying their company, listening to great uh, great presentations and we are uploading the videos as as time allows I've got a couple of them already including Pastor Casey's uh, presentation Rich Howell gave a great historical uh, presentation on the pilgrims the landing of the pilgrims the four, this is the 400th anniversary and there were a number of other speakers there was uh, a speaker with guns and gadgets who uh, I can't remember his name but he's well pretty well known in circles and uh, he, he was uh, he, he spoke out against Black Lives Matter on a video and he was uh, given death threats. We had great security. It was nice. We got to the it was at a, a gun a gun club in uh, Auburn, uh, Massachusetts, which is right next to Worcester, and there were uh, in a wooded area, of course, and uh, the, the the security were all carrying AR-15s. They were wearing uh, camos and very professional young guys mostly. And uh, we felt pretty safe. And of course, I would say 90% of the people, they were packing. So it wasn't that uh, the Antifa doesn't seem to show up when people uh, uh, arm people and when they shoot back. If they come and throw a rock at you, you're going to get a piece of lead back. And that was good. So we, we had a great time. It was like being back in America for a change. And I get back home, and I see in my neighborhood, I live in the West Roxbury section of Boston, I see all these frightened people. They are so petrified of getting the virus. They wear masks. 
and they give you, you can't really see expressions on their mouths because they're covered, but you can see their eyes. You can see the fear, you know, and they just, oh, they open up Florida, 2,000 more cases, people are dying on the street. People, it's terrible. Mass groups, stay in your homes. This will never end. You're doomed. It's just panic porn, as as one person has explained. I think uh, Jeff Kuhn, who's a talk show host in Boston, he, he uses the term panic porn. That's all they do is try to scare people. Healthy people shouldn't be quarantined. Healthy people don't know, don't need to wear masks. In fact, it's making you unhealthy. Well, my, my son was uh, working on the job, and they said he had to wear a mask. So uh, he was uh, with a stupid mask, and everybody on, on the job knows where he's working. I won't mention the name, uh, but because he'll probably, uh, oh, my goodness, he'll probably, the, the corporate leaders will probably speak out and fire everybody. But he said he, got, he was sick after wearing it for 10 hours. Now, I don't know how surgeons wear these masks when they're doing surgery. I don't know how long the average uh, surgery surg- procedure uh, takes. You know, some I'm sure are done in a short time. Hip replacements, knee replacements, uh, heart transplants probably take a while. Uh, but I know that once they're done, they're not still wearing them. And, and, and they wear them correctly, too. You ever notice uh, you see people with these masks and they're touching their faces and they're readjusting them and what have you. But a surgeon, he's there doing his thing. And he's got an assistant right there wiping his forehead, uh, you know, hey, nurse, I got an itch on my cheek. She's not, he doesn't put his hands on there. He's got, he's got to deal with the, the, the person on the table. So he has someone doing all that. But the average person walking around, they don't do that. And I don't blame them. I wore a mask for a very short time. It was a lady in my neighborhood, well, you know, about a fourth of a mile away. She was selling some bookcases. I went to her house, and she was really concerned about it. She said, you got to wear a mask, you got to wear gloves. Okay. I said, I want these bookcases. Well, when I found the bookcase, the bookcases were moldy and musty. Couldn't use them. And she asked if we would, if I could uh, get them out of her basement. My son was with me. I had to take that mask because the mask did nothing. It didn't block the dust that was in the basement as we were moving the things. It was getting warm. It was getting a little sweaty. I had to take them. I said, I can't wear this thing. I'm sorry. And at that point, she, she didn't seem to care. She just wanted us to get the stuff out. They're useless, folks, and people need to stop taking them. And it's, I know in some states it's a non-issue. People realize that the governors. Uh, it, it was interesting too. It was all these states run by hard left Democrats, where most of the virus happened, where most of the deaths occurred. New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania was in that mix, uh, but that's. This, this, these things happen in these Democrat states, but the other states, you know, Georgia, Florida, Texas, South Dakota, never did anything other than, you know, wash your hands and things like that. But there was never any mandates. Nothing was shut down. And they actually gave the governor, who I can't remember her name, a parade and talk about when good people are in, you know, in power, the righteous rejoice. And that's what happened. They say, hey, we elected a good person. And uh, we were able to keep our state open. Of course, it's a very sparsely popular state. I've been there. I think it's the least visited state. It's either that or North, North Dakota, but two of the least visited states in the country. But still, you know, it's a state, and they, they had very few, uh, very few coronavirus or Communist Chinese Party virus uh, uh, casualties. And again, most of these casualties, most of the people dying are people in their 80s and 90s and even older. 
or people that have uh, uh, bad immune systems and uh, prior conditions. And those folks, yes, by all means, stay home. If you have this problem, stay home. You don't need to be out. But you don't quarantine healthy people. And what's the, what's the end game here? And some people say, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. But I think it's pretty obvious. They want to tank the economy with the hope of defeating Donald Trump in November. Uh, well, first off, they chose one of the worst possible people to oppose Donald Trump. It was, Hillary was bad enough. But Joe Biden, Biden has been nothing more than a 40-year-plus hack politician. He's a, he's a leftist, but he doesn't have a really good track record. He's the one that, uh, that sponsored or supported this, uh, these, these um, justice reforms, so-called, that put a lot of people in jail for long periods of time. And we're not talking about mass murderers. We're talking about a lot of black people who are involved in drug dealing. In some cases, the, uh, you know, you're found with a small amount of drugs, you get a 20-year sentence. And it was Donald Trump that re- reversed that, that bad legislation. And, uh, and also, uh, you know, Biden had the audacity to say that if, you, if, you, if a black person doesn't vote for him, that he's not black or he or she's not black. What an arrogant, arrogant individual he is. And he's a gaff a minute. Every time he says he's putting his foot in his mouth all the time. And, uh, and you really think that this guy, leftist, you think this guy's going to solve, he's going to bring our country, unify our country, uh, create wealth, create, no, he is a nothing more than a deep state agent. That's all he is. That's all he's ever been. He actually came out in the early, wrote, I think he wrote an article. Not only did he say it, but he said something to the effect that I love the New World Order or something to that effect. So he is a committed globalist putting the interest of the internationalist first. He has no, he, he despises patriotism. And he is like most of his ilk, a, a racist at heart. He is because of the way he thinks and he can, he can go to a church and sing Kumbaya and clap his hands, but we know exactly. He calls himself a Catholic. He's a hardcore pro-abortion, supports the homosexual agenda to, to, the, to the nth degree. How can you be a Catholic like Nancy Pelosi? How can you be a – and I wish the Catholic Church would just start excommunicating some of these uh, people who claim to be Catholics. Uh, Como in New York, another – Como is so bad that um, they passed one of the most heinous uh, bills uh, that will allow babies to be killed out of the womb, and they support, they, they celebrated it. They celebrated this horrible thing. I think they put lights on uh, uh, the Empire State Building when this happened. That just shows you how wicked the <laughs> man is and how wicked these people are. And <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> So choosing a guy like Biden <clears throat> to come against Trump I don't think was the wisest thing that the Democrats ever done. So, and also take a little bit of water here. There we go. I see all these things from fake news every every like every hour. Trump this, Trump that. The military's against Trump. Well, let's, let me address that. We only got a few minutes left. When most of the higher ranking military people, admirals, generals are political generals and political admirals. 
that if you go and see what organizations you belong to, Council on Foreign Relations, etc. But I I know that the rank and file military, the low ranking officers, they support Trump. And again, I know Trump isn't perfect. As a constitutionalist, there are things that I take exception. But he does, I believe, put America first. He does support Christians. He doesn't uh, people of faith, whether it be Christians or Jews, uh, and. <clears throat> And he, he doesn't, uh, he, he's the only one to stand up to communist China. I don't remember the last time a president did that. Most of the presidents bow down, give them anything they want, most favorite nation status, fly their flags, uh, the White House fly their flags at state capitals and, and city halls. Uh, but he, he's come out against that. He is dedicated pro-lifer. He was the only president to speak at the walk for the annual March for Life. And I attended that. And I've never seen so many people, and most of them were young, under 30, teenagers. And these teenagers are not looting buildings and destroying statues. These teenagers will be the leaders in the future. And that's what, that's what made me, you know, I was just so encouraged. And I know the left hates to see that. They think, wow, we've got the government schools, we have the universities. What's going on? Why are these so many of these young people uh, don't, don't bow down to us because they're on to you folks. Anyway, we have, uh, we're just about out of time. I want to thank you for listening. And to learn more about us, please visit our website, campconstitution.net. And you can also see this program on podomatic.com and most likely YouTube. We don't upload all of our radio shows on YouTube, but we do some of them. I think the more important ones uh, usually with interviews. So with that, I want to thank you and God bless you. And until next week, uh, may God richly bless you and stay tuned uh, to this great station, WBCQ The Planet.